0: You are now listening to a 302Birds podcast experience, proudly powered by TickPick, Cuppet, El Diablo Burritos, Nick's Pizza, and Klondike Cates on the heart of Main Street. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 302Birds, your special turkey day edition. If you're listening to us on your Thanksgiving morning, I want to say a thank you. I want to say a happy Thanksgiving, and I want to say a go Birds, if you're listening to us before you go out tonight, like I know some of us are, it's like the international bar day of the year. Salud, have fun, be safe. I want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Bird Gang Vodka this week. They sent me some uh, vodka, so your boy's got his vodka lemonade, Matt's got his Miller Light, Tommy's going out later, who knows, you know, the night is young, but moreover, we got a lot to talk about um and i don't think we have any call-ins tonight uh, i guess we got bailed on i think the dake is going to be joining us later if we're lucky so stay tuned but um i do want to go ahead and hit our el diablo call-in intro Alyssa, what's going on welcome welcome if you can share the video that would be amazing but i do want to give a quick thank you to el diablo burrito <laughs>
1: what do i want when i'm in the state of delaware of course el diablo burritos customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face asking how your day is the food is phenomenal as well the burritos are out of this world one of the best burritos in town their queso is phenomenal their burrito bowls are amazing as well when you're in and around delaware stop by your local el diablo burritos and tell them that 302 birds sent you god bless your
0: Phillies talk with Ma, Ma, Finger
2: And as always, we want to thank some next pizza for this one. And, How are you
0: feeling about uh, Nola being back in town? You're a huge Nola guy.
2: I know he gets a lot of flack by us in uh, Philadelphia for being, he has his ups, he has his downs. As someone who watched him absolutely deal, during our very, very, very thin years, those this, this 10 years, I love this. Um, I love him coming back. Just the idea, forget money and numbers, I do like the idea of him coming back. He's also great in big games. People criticize him for his Game 7 performance, but to me, he only gave up two runs, and this team being built on offense should have given him some more run support. That's hands down to me. But seven years, 172, a lot of people I know who are just fans are saying, that's a lot, that's too long. I think he'll break down before the seven-year mark. However, that's the price of doing business. Considering the starting pitching class that we have, Otani's a question mark. He may not be able to ever pitch again after this latest Tommy John surgery. And then you have Yamamoto, who's a question mark, but seems like he's going to be a stud. I like what I saw out of him out of the Japanese league. I think he will be a stud and a generational talent. And then the next best is Sonny Gray. He's just, or, and Blake Snow. They're good pitchers, but they're not really, they're going to get you five innings. That's about it. Whereas Nolan might get you six or seven. That's how I look at it.
3: Do you back. think that they're done? Do you think they're done with Noah? I mean, I'm so happy that, you know, we got, you know, or solidified, you know, number two, even arguably number one on a good day back. And, and he's gonna be here until he retires. But I have a feeling that, you know, Dombrowski's not done. I really I don't think, think that either. I think I think he wants to make this lineup like the best lineup in the MLB. And I think I, I think Middleton has given him the reins to be like, go out and let's get that last guy. Let's let's either bolster the shit out of our bullpen or let's bolster the shit out of our starting rotation. I mean, even going a six or seven man rotation, that's going to only benefit our starters. That's more rest. They're going to be, they're going to be gassed up for the, for the playoffs. And I think, you know, with this pitch clock, a lot of these teams are starting to look at, you know, this six, seven man rotation um, because people's arms are getting really, really tired really quickly. Um, So I do think that, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to, we're going to, find that, you know, number four, number five guy. I mean, you got to hope that Taiwan is going to, you know, play up to his contract. Ranger Suarez is a stud. Um, I mean, you hope that Mika Bell is going to be available next year. Um, I think that he's predicted to be up. Um, But I really want Yomashita. I think that that's going to be amazing. It's going to, but there's rumors coming out saying that he wants to play with another Japanese player. I did and that, yeah. I think that means that he wants to go to the Dodgers with Otani. I think that I literally think that's what they're thinking. And people are saying that the Dodgers have no reason to not spend the money on them. And I'm like, that's, that's terrifying to think about because the Dodgers will spend any amount of money on anyone. So it's like, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we see, you know, that stud of a Japanese pitcher, pitching pitch, pitch for the, for the Phillies, but you know, fingers crossed.
2: And I think you just made a ton of great points there. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit them in order of how you said them. So, so the the one about going to a six or seven man rotation, I think is absolutely right. Uh, I forget what podcast he was on this week, but Max Scherzer, er, who is back with the Rangers again this year, er, pretty much said he talked to two guys who two 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 leading surgeons who are well respected across the MLB. I'm drawing a blank off of, of their names off the top of my head, but it they. They were talking this week and both came to the same conclusion, which it's hard to get a lot of people, especially in medicine. Medicine is, is, uh, to quote a few docs that I've heard ever say over the years, It while it is a science, at times it's an art because everybody's bodies are different. There's two things that these surgeons totally agreed on and no dispute was the severity of the ligament injuries that they're seeing out of these pitchers this year here because of the pitch clock and the amount was astronomical, but the severity part was the most concerning part they had mentioned. So I think we're going to have to see pit teams get away from just the normal five man rotation and go to a six or a seven just so we don't see more pitchers getting hurt. Cause they don't want all their guys getting hurt. Then they're out for the season and all of a sudden come October, we have a form system pitching I mean, They don't want that. So I think your point about going to a six or seven man rotation is spot on. Just given the fact of what some of these surgeons have come out in a report saying this week about some of the injuries pitchers face this past season. And then I, I totally agree with you about, um, Yamamoto, um, probably going and staying somewhere on, uh, the West Coast. There were some reports of him being linked to the Braves, but the Ra- Braves don't have any uh, Japanese players really either. So I think he stays on the West Coast. Is a lot of those Japanese players like playing on the West Coast too? Because it's it, the West Coast uh, broadcasts a lot of their games over to Japan. Like I know the Dodgers do, the Angels do. Seattle was the first of them too. So uh, I I couldn't agree with that. Take more of. He's probably staying. With, he's probably going to go to the Dodgers. There's gut instinct, probably going to the Dodgers. I would love if he came to the Phillies. I would love it. Because quite honestly, if Otani came I came to the Phillies, I wouldn't even have him be a starting pitcher anymore. His bat's so good. He's getting you the same home run production as Schwarber, but guess what? That average is a lot better. Hey, I'm trading Schwarber if I get Otani, and he's my DH. And either put Harper in left or... You put Martian left, something like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, so are you saying when he does fully recover from his Tommy John surgery, put him in the bullpen? Or are you saying put him back to not I'm even not even worry about, about
2: it? As a pitcher if you need to, but his this is his second Tommy John. Like my my concern is when's the next blowout after this? with how much stress he puts on his body as being both an everyday player and a pitcher. Like, I love seeing it. It's great for baseball, seeing him do it. But if I'm a GM, knowing this is his second Tommy John, when's the next blowout with his elbow if, with Shoei Otani? That's what's holding me back with signing him as a pitcher. I, I think he's worth every bit of that $600 million that he's probably going to get and more here, just what he's going to bring to your team in terms of marketing, what's, what he's going to bring to the, the sport of baseball in terms of views and television and what he's going to do you know, for the sport of baseball and all. I think $600 million is well worth it. He is the Japanese and modern day Babe Ruth is being able to play every day, play the outfield and be a pitcher like that so i think he he be worth the 600 million dollar investment i just don't i just don't think it's if i'm a gm i can rely on him to be a pitcher though
3: i just don't think any team spending 600 mil on a guy that you're not going to have as, as a starting pitcher as well i know I mean, you're basically saying spend 600 million dollars for a hitter and that's I mean, let's be I know. honest. That's that's, that's not insane
2: coming out of my mouth. I agree.
3: Yeah, that's just not. I don't, I just don't see that happening. But Jack, do you have any thoughts on you know the most recent Phillies news? Or
1: uh, yeah, I mean, other than I'm glad he's back. I saw the the Braves offered um what six year one hundred sixty two million dollars. So it seemed like he was gonna go potentially to the Braves if we didn't offer that one seventy five or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I'm glad he's back, and we have him for another five what is it? Seven years now? Six years? Seven. seven, seven, seven. Uh, and I mean, he's been through the system. He's been brought up as a Philly and I think he's going to end his career there. So it's, it's nice to have him back. Um, because he's, I would say he's a clutch pitcher when we need him the most. Yep.
3: That's all I gotta no, say. exactly. And I mean, I think one last point is, you know, it's nice to see that again, people want to play in Philadelphia. I mean, you have, Bryce Harper, who turned down higher money per annual average. You have Trey Turner, that turned down more money per annual average. Castellanos, you know, all these stars that we have on our team turned down money from other teams because they wanted to play in Philadelphia. So shout out to the fans that make these players want to play here.
2: Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. And speaking of places to play, hey, the Flyers. Seem to be on their own power play. Hey, they're like, they're, their stride this past week has honestly been a, a very surprising and kind of like a welcomed greatness to this team. They, they, they're a young team. They kind of don't know what they don't know type of mentality of like, Like everyone predicted them to be bad. So you expected them to be bad. And, but they're kind of like, they're playing above 500 hockey. Everybody thought they were going to be like, like if you flip the one in the 10, that's kind of where everyone thought they'd be like probably one, seven and 10, not 10, seven and one. Um, And we were talking like, this might be the worst team ever in hockey history. Hey, but this year, They've been able to sustain it. Like, last year, they came out of the gates hot and then fizzled as soon as October left and never recovered. They've been able to sustain a moderate amount of success, and it's nice to see, especially with uh, Tippett being able to start tipping some in, and you, and you got Konechny. All of his, Konechny had a nice goalie. He had no room and no business whatsoever scoring a goalie the other night in tight, and he just top-shelved it. It um um, But, guys, any any of your thoughts on this hot start so far?
3: I'm going to be 100% honest. I still have yet to watch a Flyers game, and I think it's because I know me, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to be invested into it. And then halfway through the season, they are going to shit the bed, and I'm going to be miserable. But, I mean, I love watching the highlights every game. I follow all the fan accounts. Like, I have an idea of what's going on, but, like, I have yet to watch a game. But, like, I'm happy seeing that they're being a lot more successful than, you know, the city of Philadelphia and the fan base has kind of expected of them. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, we weren't expecting this to have a 7-1 record begin the beginning the season because, you know, we thought that they're going to re- be rebuilding for the next three, four years. Uh, so it's nice to have some kind of uh, confidence in this team. Second place, which is huge. It's um, just a matter of, you know, can they outlast and get in the playoffs? Um, which, you know, like Matt said, I don't want to invest my time into a team. That's why I really haven't watched the Sixers this year. I think it's, it's working out for me well because they're playing pretty well basketball. But, like, if I get invested, I know they're going to make it to the playoffs and then shit the bed as a, per usual. Um, so I don't want to get too invested in the Flyers because I just, I just have, you know, Bad reputation that uh, these flyers are going to start sucking once I start
3: watching. I think Speaking what we're up, go ahead, Matt. I was I was going to make a football analogy. I think what we're watching with the flyers right now is kind of like the Lions last season. You know, young team. They're kind of new coaching. They're you know kind of like this weird. They're in a weird bubble right now where it's like really no one's expecting much of them. They're just going out there and playing. And they're winning because they don't have that stress of like, oh, Philadelphia hates us because we suck. It's like Philadelphia loves us because they understand that we're rebuilding and like they don't expect anything from us. And now we're just playing with no stress. And I feel like that's kind of what the Lions were doing last year is just like, you know what? We're a young team and we have a new coach and, you know, it's just we'll we'll do our best to win games and whatever happens, happens. And fortunately, right now for the Flyers, it's. Working out well enough that they're second in the in the Metropolitan Division, which is pretty nice to see. Hopefully, they can keep it up. Ooh, nice little pot.
0: That's what it's like drinking bird gang vodka. If that was not a vodka commercial. No, seriously, I'm on my second now. This stuff is smooth, guys. I'm not even just saying, like, they sent me this for free. I'm not paid to say this. They literally sent it because they were like, hey, we see you have a podcast. And I was like, "Hey, I'd love to make a video." The advertising on it alone sold me. And when it came in the mail, I really hoped it would be good. Oh my god, it is smooth. Like I'm not a big alcohol person, Jack. vouch me. Am I an alcohol person?
1: Yeah, dude, you're, you're kind of a pussy. Um don't yeah, chug I don't it. You mean, won't. I don't if it like if it's re- if
3: it's really that good, chug it.
1: No, I won't chug it. You oh, sure I'm not get the good. kid I'll alcohol the person. i tailgate Sunday. I won't chug it tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see. Talk talk about he, sunday he's a lightweight <laughs> we're not don't week, worry
0: don't worry we're not there week 11, we want to talk about this past sunday
1: that's what i'm literally talking oh, about oh sorry i, I thought I you meant
0: this coming sunday Mike. no
1: can you like like let me speak holy hell must be the How bird gang Vodka. these birds taking down the defending Super bull champions uh yes it was an ugly win um we got lucky but it's nice to get that dub. It was the first time ever that Jason Kelsey got a dub over his brother Travis. Uh, it was a really good uh, first half. No, I wouldn't say that. I th- I would say the defense played decently well for the Eagles in the, in the first half, and then the offense picked up in the second half. Um, but like like this this is this was a game of defense. Who has a better defense? I mean, we like I said, it was gonna be a three point game how I predicted. And it, it looked at it. Look at it now. But it's nice to get that dub, you know, just having all these fans saying, oh, the birds are you know, not going to win and blah, blah, blah. And us taking it to Chiefs kingdom and taking that dub out from them, winning by four points is huge for us. I mean, from here, it just gets harder. It just gets harder and harder and harder. Uh, So it's nice to uh, get that dub against the Chiefs. I mean, our team played decently well. Um, uh, I'm not saying they played amazing, Um, but, I mean, Give the ball to DeAndre Swift more. We saw what happened when we gave the ball to him. Why in the hell, once we got that fumble recovery from Travis Kelsey, why would we throw screen passes didn't work out? When we hand the ball off, we played very well. So just keep feeding Swift the ball. Hurts had two rushing touchdowns, which is huge. So it seemed like he's back to playing prime Prime Hurts. That's all I got to say.
3: Yeah, seeing Swift have that game was a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, week in, week out, we were like, "Give Swift the ball, give Swift the ball," and it seemed like they never did. And when they did, he wasn't being productive. I think having Cam Jergens back on the line helped us mm-hmm. significantly. Um, the play calling was fucking atrocious, man. Like that was, yeah. I think that was the worst play calling I have seen this season, and that's saying a lot. Like it was so bad. And, like, I don't know if it was because of the weather. I don't know really what – like, it was just awful. It was, like, third and ten, and, like, we're doing QB draws. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing that? So, like, I don't know. Play calling is bad, but I saw a tweet today, and it's like, it takes a really good team to win shitty games like that. Like, when you're having a shitty game and you still beat what people are saying, the second best team in the NFL, and we still win playing as bad as we did. I mean, guys – we have to be excited. We have to be excited about this, this team, you know, like we have yet to play a full football game and we're winning. We're nine and one against what people are saying. The gauntlet is we're four and zero oh in the gauntlet right now. So it's just like, we're, it's, we're, we're killing it. And like, you know, like you said, Jack, it's only going to get harder. I mean, this weekend I think can possibly be seen as a, as a, a, uh, a trap game people are saying the bills suck the eagles are you know as good as they are i could see something bad happening but i know we're going to talk about that later um any given sunday you just, baby you just gotta you just gotta savor the moment they they beat the chiefs like we wanted our revenge and finally got to see jason kelsey uh get a win against travis
2: and he here's what i think this was the story of us coming out and throwing it back to this, De- I mean December, I mean February. He trying to finally get our revenge and bring out our reputation of being the best team in the NFL. Oh, we, we, we had our ups and our downs like all throughout this game. And, and I don't know, the defense did they all they did is show up. Uh, they. I was trying to make another Taylor Swift. I made like eight Taylor Swift references in that first. I tried to make another. I'm sorry, <laughs> but You're gonna have this... bad
0: blood if you keep making Taylor Swift. References, I know. Bob.
2: Oh, it w- all you'll be seeing is red, and that—that's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Tommy? What the fuck, hey. Tommy? He's
0: just as bad as CBS, NBC. Tom is
2: hired by the media is what you guys don't know. I am hired by the media because one, they're, they are excellent dad jokes in terms of Taylor Swift jokes and two, which I would, well, number one, though. I appreciate two. I do love Taylor Swift. So, okay. But fair enough. The side deserves all his roses. He deserves all the praise that he gets because he pitched a shutout. I don't care. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Travis Kelsey. He Pacheco is an insane running back. Whether I know people don't want to believe it because of how low he was drafted, but he he's an insane running back. The receivers are ass. They are like Dak Prescott. They are ass 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 is but. But he still deserves credit for pitching a shutout. I don't care. Here, that's a Super Bowl contending team. They're defending Super Bowl champions. He deserves all his credit. Brian Johnson, as you said, I don't know so much. I think he's bailed out by a lot of talent, just like Jonathan Gannon was bailed out by a lot of talent last year. Here, I we don't think, say that name.
1: We don't say that name.
2: Okay, I, I, he doesn't scare me with his what <laughs> two and nine record. He's he gonna knock him too.
0: the fuck out. I'm-
2: Gannon's ass too, like uh, everyone's ass. Um, but I will say this: his play calling was a, got better once he figured out he had to get creative without Dallas Goddard. Like it was a huge improvement between first half, of Brian Johnson, and second half of Brian Johnson, and he has gotten a lot more creative now that he can't just figure out what am I gonna do with um Dallas Goddard and Jack Stoll being out too.
0: Yeah. And actually, that's a, a perfect transition into our Brian Johnson topic. Like, I think I will give him this. Tom highlighted some of his creativity. There was that one DeAndre Swift run that he had. I forget the, the exact Swift. play. Yeah, the Jeff, Jeff Sweet. That looked pretty good. Um, You know, like that was like, okay, good play call. Swift got a hole. He found what he was supposed to do. It's like, okay, good job, BJ. And then he's like, got to come out and make like a, a shitty play. And it's just frustrating like you see and god forbid Devonte smith on the sideline now physically getting frustrated with him um and it's just not you know something that you want to see from any team you know the team could be 10-0 and that's not what you want to see um because you realize that in the nfl there's that one game at the end where you can't have these excuses there's that one game at the end Where, unfortunately, Chiefs fans are right. Patrick Mahomes isn't going to throw that interception. And there's that one game in the end where Travis Kelsey won't fumble. But, however, Chiefs fans, will the Eagles get a pick? Or will the Eagles force a fumble? That's what you guys don't acknowledge. So, I think if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, what you need to do is take this with a grain of salt. You need to go into this now saying, okay, we won. That's great. But what can we do to be better? Because there's still a lot to clean up. And Brian Johnson explicitly, I think, needs to look in the mirror and figure out what he can do better. Because some of these play calls, man, are very, very questionable. The one where it was like, I think it was third and one, and maybe it was fourth and one, and they basically called a shotgun run. What are you doing, man? Like, it's simple football. And when I was 10 years old playing Madden, I knew that. Um, You got the best QB in the league. Yeah, shut up, bitch. We'll see after this. Anyway, um, if you guys want to come watch me and Jack play Madden later, join our Discord. I'm going to beat the shit out of him on live TV. So if you're not going out or doing anything, just come watch me. Absolutely give it to him.
4: Anyway. Mm. Put money on it.
0: (laughs) I would put, like, five bucks on it because I got scanned today out of Eagles tickets. But that's a story for another day. Yeah. 460 fat ones. I thought I was paying 230 a ticket to the Niners game. But anyways. You openly paid two thirty
3: a ticket. Holy shit!
0: Well, here's the thing: the tickets for the game are like four fifty a piece right now for the Niners game. Uh, so I'm only like fifty bucks over retail. I thought I was getting away with pretty good ticket prices. Nope. Everything's too good to be true. Just like Brian Johnson's interview in the beginning of the season. I mean, how are? How are you feeling about Decky? You've been quiet, quiet over there. How are you feeling about BJ?
4: Oh, I was saying on mute, man. I, I got to earn my, uh, I got to earn my share, BJ, bro. <laughs> he, it, so I'm a Penn State fan. He looked like Penn State's fucking offense that first half. Jalen Hurts bailed him out. That's all I got to say. We looked like the New York fucking Jets. I, l- literally that first half. I, I I have no idea how we won that game. Well, we won that game because Jalen fucking Hurts, the MVP of the league. And everybody is – oh, my God. Do you guys see the arguments too all online how Hurts isn't the MVP because his stats aren't that good? Like, that dude is like – I saw some insane stat. Like, when he's down like 10 points or something or like something like that, he's like 10-0. and 0. I don't even know. But – Brian Johnson sucks. We need to get our shit together before the playoffs. That was in—I still can't believe we won that game down seventeen to seven against fucking Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But it just proves how Jalen Hurts never gives up. Like that was like that win right there. That's one of the best Eagles win of all time. It reminded me of like like a New England Patriots like Tom Prime Tom Brady Bill Belichick era win. Like, did you cry? Uh, yeah, I cried a little bit. Um, and then I, I I, cried, too, when I saw um, Jackson Mahomes leaving with uh, Taylor Swift. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, that was
4: an insane win.
1: Good. This was a prove-it game for Brian Johnson. We had a whole fucking week to practice and get, get your shit straight with the offense. And, I mean, we still got the dub. Um not going to put anything aside, but, like, that play calling, like I talked about when Kelsey fumbled the ball, when we were in their red zone and we did screen passes and like got nowhere, that was just shitty play calling. We should have ran the ball, got some positive yards, and we couldn't. So, I mean, it was a yes, we had a W's W, but like when games matter, like we're going to need to rely on our offense, not Jalen Hurts. We're going to rely on our offense coordinator. And to me, this was not like not the greatest prove-it game for Brian
3: Johnson. You know, it definitely was kind of disappointing to – I mean, again, we put up 21 points on a team that was letting up. I think it was 13 points a game or something so far this season. So, I mean, let's be honest. We played pretty well. Um, again, I think weather came into a factor, but also it's just – I feel like his play calling is so one-dimensional and so, so stale, um, and I just don't think – I, I truly, I think we said it earlier in the season. I think the talent is over kind of overstimulating Brian Johnson's play calling. Like we're, I think we're looking better than we actually are in the play calling department because of the good players that we have. Um, like I said, we can't complain too much for nine and one, yeah. um, but it's, it's definitely a concern and, I just think that we have the potential to be doing so much better than we are. And I think it stems from Brian Car- Brian Johnson's play calling.
4: Brian Johnson scares me um, a little bit in, in case, like, in the playoffs, if we have, like, I don't know, like, I'm not scared of the Lions, but I'm saying, like, second round, if it goes to a shootout, like, if it's a shootout, like, with Brian Johnson's offense, man, like, bro, you're scared of the Lions. Bro. Like,
0: I'm fucking scared of the Lions. Okay,
4: okay, okay. I'm saying the Lions, that's a second round team. And then eventually we would get to the Niners or the Cowboys. And th- the Niners is going to be a fucking shootout. Uh, so when their offense gets going, dude, they're fucking scary, man. I mean, we own the Niners and everything, but I'm just saying if it's going to be a shootout, most likely, and Brian Johnson. Kyle Shanahan, Brian Johnson. Kyle Shanahan, Brian Johnson. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. But our team is loaded. It like our, our team's so good, though. That once I mean AJ Brown didn't have an AJ Brown game. Uh, him and Hertz were going at it, but it's okay. They're best friends. But literally, like you guys said, our team is so stacked. Our offensive line, our receiver core, got when he's healthy. Our running game, swift that we can overcome Brian Johnson's third-grade um, flag football play calling. Oh,
0: on For the flip sure. side of things, how are you guys feeling? Sean Desai, I think, has, has played a really tremendous impact in how this team has developed this year. The defense, especially some of these younger players, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, are emerging as some of the best at their position, top tier. And I credit a lot of that to Sean Desai. So the other night against the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, he poached a second half shutout. He orchestrated no points, um, or I'm sorry, 10 minutes, 10 points in the last two minutes of the half, which was embarrassing. I remember that, you know, we were up. 10 points at half, or were we down 10 points? Because we, no, we we're down. down. Because in the Super Bowl, I remember we were up 10 points, I think it was. Okay, let's so, not talk
4: about the Super Bowl anymore. It's
0: all good because you know what, Decker? The yin and the yang, yes. all good things must come to an end.
4: Yep. Juju
0: ain't fucking in Kansas City anymore. He's, with Jones. he's in he's, fucking he's New, England. We're in fucking New, New England. England. Yeah, dumbass coach. So realistically, for the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I am scared of the Lions, but I think because uh, of this defense, they're so deep. Like I actually give the defense credit. No matter what, I know that the defense is going to bail us out, and I hate to say that. That's not something I'm proud to say, but on the flip side of things, I mean, you got to be proud of your defense that you can say that as a fan.
1: Like I said, this is a prove-it game for the two coordinators, and this is the size prove-it game. And after coming off the bye, he coached a great game. Um, didn't really have that many penalties. We had a lot. We had two turnovers. Uh, we had a first, you know, first drive sack by Hassan, Hassan Riddick. I mean, I just think, uh, what we have now is far and, you know, better than what we had last season with their defense. Um, this guy knows how he's coaching. I mean, the defense is looking fantastic, you know, rocking all cylinders. Um, and just, we we lacked that last season, and we saw it um, when it went into the games that matters. But seeing Sean Desai come off the bye week and you know coach a shutout in the second half is huge for us. Who's the Chiefs aren't a bad team, and the fact that we coach a shutout in the second half is huge. And I mean, I think we shouldn't really rely on our defense, but when it matters, the defense can pull through and help us out. So I really am, you know, a plus for Sean Desai's. Um, grade this season for sure. Um, That's all I got to say. Deke, how you feeling? Real
4: quick, how about that um, Jalen Carter almost interception on the spike? That would have been the craziest play of all time. So much what-ifs in that game. And the A.J. Brown, the interception, and the A.J. Brown strips it out of the defender's hands. Those could have been two of the craziest plays of all time. Yeah, that's I mean
0: Philadelphia, though, for you too. Like these guys yeah. making those plays, like no. that's what I love about Jalen Carter. I don't know if any of you guys did. You guys see Josh Wett's uh, reaction oh, to that after yeah, in the locker
1: room? That was awesome. What were you saying though, Jack? Yeah, I mean Jalen Carter said he was working that all week, and he almost got it. He said he saw it <laughs> on a a YouTube channel, like high school football. Yeah, yeah and and football. it's it's kind and of crazy huddle. how it almost worked. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome that he, he the fact, the fact that he tried doing that shows us that he put, he wants to put his body out there every game and do something for the Eagles. I mean, that's a huge play. Granted it's not that big of a deal, but the fact that he did the effort to attempt to pick it off is huge. So I I want to hear your guys.
4: I mean, thoughts about the refs. I mean, I, I hate being one to be like, Oh, the refs were fucking rigging it. We're, Dick eating Mahomes, but I'm not gonna lie, there was some bullshit, like barely touch calls, go going a lot of way towards the Chiefs. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of that Bradbury PI, some of those plays, man. Yeah, I mean guy, like,
2: but whatever. We like good plays overcame it,
4: man. Like we overcame all the bullshit. We overcame Brian Johnson, we overcame the refs, we overcame Taylor Swift. I mean, this team's been through it all. Did you overcome the five-legged Luger? Oh, death. yeah. Uh-oh. Guys, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Bring your appetite for FanDuel, the turkey, and the rotisserie chicken. Let's go. All right, first game. We got um Packers at the Lions. Like we said, we're a little scared of the Lions. So that's why we'll, we'll do our first play. Uh Lions minus one-and-a-half teas. They're seven-and-a-half. I think the Packers could, like, do a bullshit backdoor cover, but, dude, this is the Lions' holiday. The Thanksgiving's their holiday. So, and then in that same game, we're going to do uh, Romeo Dobbs over alternate 25-plus. Uh, I like his normal. Um, I took A straight bet is over, like, 38-and-a-half, but this is the Luger. We need a hit. Um, Jordan Love's going to be down a lot in this game. They're going to have to throw the ball. I think that's safe. And then Gibbs. They've been using Gibbs a lot more, so – his over-under uh, is 27.5. So to play safe, I just got 25. They dump it off to him, and he's so explosive. With Another play I love in that game, it's not in the Luger, is David Montgomery, anytime touchdown. I think he scored eight in his last seven games. It's like pre- it's pretty high, though. It's like minus 150. And then I'm sorry, guys. The next game, the Cow Wow Boys. Oh, I know. Fuck. It's just money line. It's just money line. Who do they fight? The Commanders, Sam Howell, aka right, yeah. Tom Brady, um, yeah. So we got uh, just cowgirls money line. We, let's root for the Commander spread just for fun. <laughs> I mean, I the Cowboys, but this is their mm-hmm. holiday. This is Thanksgiving. The Cowboys always tend to do good on prime time. This is their Super Bowl because we all know they're going to lose second round. So, and then C D Lamb. I'm telling you guys, he's going to have a fucking huge game. Um, that his Over-unders like 92 and a half. I took him 90 plus. I think you can at me, but when he has 150 yards, come back to this. That's all I got to say. And then um, our last legger is Zach Charbonnet. So Kenneth Walker's out against the Niners. I have no idea side in that game. It's like the spreads tomorrow are pretty bullshit. So you have to bet on like teasers and props. Um, That spread six and a half. At the Seahawks, Geno's banged up. I think the Niners win, but Charbonnet should get 40-plus yards with Kenneth Walker out. So $100 on this parlay um, would win $746, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't add the graphic, but Woo! hey, good. It, it, the gra- if gra—if we don't have a graphic with $746, at least your bank account will. So it'll be all, all good. I honestly I may take that bet, take you up on that bet. I may, yeah.
1: may not put $100. I may put, like, $25. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah me too. I'm not putting $100. I mean, so. I'm sorry, guys. I took the Cowgirls. I know. It's fine. What the fuck? Dude, it's the Commanders, though. I, dude, I know I hate the Cowgirls, but I'm really starting to hate Josh Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really starting <laughs> to hate them. Dude, those, that piece of shit traded our biggest rivals, Chase Young, just because Girl. we were threatening to boycott the Sixers. <laughs> That's why yeah. he did it. That's exactly why he did it. All right,
0: and last but not least, our final topic of the night. All right, well, we got, weekend. we got,
1: we got trivia. Oh yeah,
0: your trivia. Sorry. And without further ado, time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host Jack Doran, the Mayor of Delaware.
1: Thank you to, uh, uh, which I call it, TickPick for that sponsorship. Uh, tonight's question we have for you is, which 9 Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver was selected to play in the 2010 Pro Bowl? Which 2009 Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver was selected to play the 2010 Pro Bowl? A, Kevin Curtis, B, Savaraka, C, Deshaun Jackson, or D, Jason Avant? Uh, so we'll give you the answer at the end of the show. I have some answers from Tommy and and and, what's his name, and Matt and Dalton. Um, Decker, so... just
0: put your answer in the group chat if you want and it's on the bottom if you forget the question on the ticker god forbid
1: yeah so we'll give you the answer shortly but that is the question for tonight
0: all right and while we're waiting for that thank you jack and thank you tick pick week 12 preview eagles play <clears throat> The Philadelphia Eagles play football this week against the Buffalo Bills, a.k.a. no folding tables fucking safe. Fires, alcohol, pyrotechnics, crazy shit, everything. It's going to be nuts. This has a chance to be the most bonkers tailgate, I think, in a long time. I would think in my life the craziest tailgate I've ever seen. This Miami one this year was pretty good. Um it had to be the NFC Championship against the Vikings, 2017. That first year where the guy punched the horse. Um, go Birds! That. All the memes that came out of that. The guy that running into the subway. That, that, my friends, is what I think that this tailgate could encompass. Or just the bottom of it. The fact that you have Eagles fans going against Josh Allen is enough but moreover, and a Kelly Green game, but moreover, then you want to bring the Buffalo Bills mafia who travels well to the city of Philadelphia, and then you want to have it. I guess it's smart to have it as a 425 game. Could you guys fucking imagine if they flex this to an 8 o'clock game and people are just drinking all day? It's smart that it's at 425. I mean, is that on purpose?
1: Probably. Most likely. I mean, that's
0: the... Dude, it's two primetime teams. That's the, ma- the earliest they
4: can have. I don't think the eight o'clock, four o'clock's difference. Everybody, Bills, Eagles fans, we're starting at fucking six o'clock. It doesn't matter. So,
1: yeah, I mean, this is two crazy fan bases going at each other. And granted, the Bills are five and five this year. Uh, they're not a bad team. I mean, they haven't played the greatest football, but I don't think this is a game to push away. I mean, Josh Allen is Josh Allen, he is him. Um, in the AFC or in the yeah AFC. Um, but like this game's going to be great. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I think it's going to be upwards of the, in the thirties for both teams. So It's going to be a 60 point game. Um, but yeah, this, this is going to be a good game. I, this is the second game in the Kelly greens. Um, we, we won against the dolphins. Um, and I think we should win against the bills. I really do think, and what helps us out is if this game was in, um, in uh, New York it would be a different story but the fact that it's in Philly says a lot. I mean the next two games are in Philly so that's huge for our our season. Uh but yeah this is going to be a crazy electric uh tailgate. I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Uh but yeah no I'm excited to see what happens this game.
0: Yeah it's going to be a ton of fun Tommy. How are you feeling about this tailgate? Are you coming?
2: Uh TBD on coming. Um we we'll, we'll see. sorry sorry to disappoint you there dutch can't guarantee that actually
0: i want to see you i love when tom salucci is fully you guys know tom always has what i call like an iconic jersey it used to be his winch jersey then it had to transfer to his reggie white jersey which he sent me today the memory actually of (laughs) and now his iconic jersey's changed he is fully ready on the Jalen Hurts hype train. Check. Let's go. He's got that dripped out Kelly Green Jalen Hurts jersey. Every time Tommy wears it.
2: Shout out to Air for getting me that one.
0: Shout out to Air for having Tom be the drippiest guy in Delco.
2: There you go. Oh, <laughs> but we'll we'll see if I show up. The tailgate, I'm sure, will be nuts. I just wanna I see so many videos of those guys. They bring like literal you know, like the old school filing cabinets. Oh well, yeah, like, right. Yeah, they make they make yeah. pizza in them. Like that's like a wait. thing. At,
4: like Bill's yeah. tailgate. He's
2: coming to this tailgate.
4: I don't know. No, bro. I don't know.
2: I'm just they asking. We're
4: going to get a pizza review with them.
0: So wait, yeah, wait. proposition. Hear me out. What if we don't have a tailgate this week, or like we have a tailgate, but like we don't have a tailgate. Like what I mean by that is, we park our cars and instead of basically having a home base setting up, we
4: walk around. Yes, and we go I'm see you, what's out these there. Bills fans are fucking crazy. You want to see them? <laughs> exactly. I mean, That's crazy, what I mean. They well, might be crazier. About,
0: like an hour to go, just get content, and we just take shifts yes. because you know I'm not yes. going to leave my tent and like all my stuff yes. like unattended at an Eagles game. I just got Dude, scammed there's nothing
4: in Buffalo time. besides chicken wings and football. This is what they live for.
0: Yeah, so so, like I think you're right. Like pizza, pizza filing cabinet guy could be there. I bet and Barstool could be there as a matter of fact. Because like this will be probably the biggest fucking tailgate in the modern era of NFL history, I think.
4: I can't wait. I'm skipping class, everybody, Monday for this. A plus student.
1: Are you Decker? Are you an A? Decker's diploma. (laughs) No, no, not as a senior. No, I don't. I haven't gone to class. In get degrees? Class yeah. Do do
4: get
2: degrees,
0: though. Like, yeah. As
4: long as we pass, man, that's all that matters. I won't be looking back and be like, in five years from now, you know what? I wish I went to fucking class instead of breaking a table <laughs> with Bill's Mafia and shotgunning a fucking beer on a filing cabinet. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On a filing cabinet? If you I break saw. his filing cabinet, that'll be the, the fucking, fucking shit out of you. Mess. Some Dude, shitty Eagles fan broke my filing cabinet. I'm telling you guys, I'm scared. Like once I get maybe – I do this shit, this crazy shit sober. Wait, when you give me seven, eight beers, I don't know what's going to happen. I might tackle a filing cabinet. That's all I got to
2: say. <laughs>
4: that would really hurt too because it's probably going to be oh, honest. I'm
0: honest. Not when Decker's hammered.
4: No, no. It, you just keep drinking after and then you'll feel it the next day and then I skip class again classic
1: um kids listen now don't listen to Decker go to class go to do class. not listen to Decker do not, not like listen me. to they are
2: terrible like influences. The
4: threatening to drop out of college and gamble all day that's- Decker
0: real quick too before we get into uh, our trivia uh answer question because that's all our topics for tonight guys shorter pod for you guys on Thanksgiving week thank you guys for tuning in please share it up with your friends we're trying to get 60 plays this week if we can but Decker um Quick question for you, man. Yeah. You got a lock of the week, one game. If you had to bet, like, okay, just spread Unto your head. Like, you have one pick. Like a what spread. You, if I got like twenty five bucks to my name, okay. and I wanted to put twenty five bucks down quick. on it, what would it be this week? Um,
4: I'm, I'm about looking take at the, I'm looking at the state right now. Um, my favorite game. Uh, can I say a teaser that doesn't count?
0: Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever okay. you want.
4: All right, so Browns against the Broncos. We're teasing the Browns. Get the Browns to like plus six and a half, plus seven and a half. And the other teaser would be the Lions, minus one and a half. So make that a, a two teamer. I'm pretty sure you can get that close to even odds. Um, and then I want to hear your guys. I still need to do look look more, but um probably that that game under. And then Matt Canada fired. Do we like the Steelers against the Bengals? No Burrow.
1: Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah, I do too. I feel like their offense is actually going to be fucking utilized more. I hammer Jalen Warren over props. They, Najee's done. Now that Canada's done, Najee fucking sucks. He's horrible. They're not going to use him. I as mean, possible.
1: Warren, I feel like Warren, it, that's a whole situation with like uh, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think yeah. Warren's definitely a better running back than yeah, well, Najee. Yeah,
4: exactly. It, yeah, fat ass Zeke is uh, Najee. And one yeah, more exactly. question
0: for you guys too that Decker just made me think of before we lock before we wrap up here. What do you guys think about Shaq Leonard being cut from the Colts? Would you guys like to see him come in as a depth guy? Would you guys like to see him signed almost so that the Cowboys don't go out and get him? I mean, when you hypothetically think about it, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, I do think personally Brandon Graham and Kelsey maybe Lane Johnson will retire. And with that being said, you're going to need depth at an edge. You're going to need depth at an edge. So I think that, you know, if you go out and get somebody like Shaq Leonard, that guy's really good. And you put him on the other side of Hassan Reddick, you may have two really solid pass rushers. And then that rotation with Sweat and the other guys, Carter and uh, Davis in the middle, who are going to be pro ballers for years to come, you may have an elite pass rush for years to come and you may get him cheap.
1: What do you guys think about Shaq Leonard in Philly? I think it would be something that we need. Um, we definitely need depth at the linebacker or the edge position. Um, we, I think it would be a good – I heard that, you know, it's looking likely that we're one of the teams that would pick him up. I think it would be a good fit for us. I mean, he came from Shane Steichen's, you know, d- team. So, Shane Steichen was Eagles. So, I think it would be a good fit for him. I would love to see it. I think he's a great player. And I think it's something that we definitely need uh, on defense for sure. I'm definitely
4: on board. I mean, we keep getting like all these veteran pieces definitely help. We're getting Kevin Byard. Julio's not that impactful anymore, but just having all these veterans with years of experience, man, it can um, like Brandon Graham and Cox are probably such great mentors on our young guys, like Jordan Davis and, uh, Jalen Carter so having another guy Another mentor like that that's been Doing it at a high level For years I mean like what I really don't see the Downsides of signing him if he wants to come Here unless we have to cut somebody kind of Valuable but
0: Yeah I agree Tom any any thoughts
2: I think he's good for depth But I don't think I don't think he's a long term Solution like you were kind of hinting at He He's a rental piece, he'd be nice for depth this year, especially with all the injuries they have at linebacker and Jacoby yeah. maybe not living to up to full expectations, like we were hoping, and seeing it as a super bowl window year, like uh for this year and this year only, all in this
4: year, man. He's he's good.
2: We'll talk about next year when we get to next year. But if if I'm looking for a guy for February. Yeah, he's 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 an improvement to what we have and an improvement to anyone who's on the street.
4: Can you guys imagine I don't know how true the rumors were, but that uh the Niners and the Eagles were both in for Certain at the deadline. Can you imagine Certain with Bradbury and Slay?
1: That'd be that'd be crazy. That'd yeah, be crazy. Things that
0: Howie, I would love to see a 30 for 30 on Howie's call lock. Like, yes, what, what like his calls sound like. When he calls these people, the teams that he's calling, the things that he's saying, he's probably calling up, You know, the Denver Broncos. Hey, baby, uh, listen. All right, what? I got a deal. It.
4: So like, fucking shit.
0: smooth, motherfucker, rat bastard. He's fucking good at it too. But um,
4: the Titans. He what? What does he do to the Titans? He has
0: some kind of yeah. dirt on them. I've heard my yeah. buddies on winging it saying that, and I am with it. Like the fact yeah. that he has swindled them out of that much. No NFL team is going to just let you absolutely manhandle them like that on national television.
4: Fucking Traylon Burks for AJ Brown. <laughs> I don't that's know, man. It, you get Henry for a six.
0: Yeah, and then I guess wrapping up. That's all we got, guys. We got our trivia, so I'll kick it to Jack. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, three hundred two trivia, with your host Jack Dalton, the Mayor of Delaware.
1: Thank you to Tick Pickers. Appreciate the sponsorship. Tonight's question we had was which 9 Philadelphia Eagles receiver was selected to play in the 2010 Pro Bowl? A, Kevin Curtis, B, Rocca, C, Deshaun Jackson, D, Jason Avon. The answer we got for you started with the team. I don't know if Decker put it, it anywhere, but no, started no, the team. Yeah. You what?
4: I messaged group chat. But... Which one? that's probably the wrong one 3 or 2 birds
1: i put Here the letter ready? yeah oh gotcha. okay um so we got we got Tommy boy Tommy boy with Deshaun Jackson we got Matt Fredkin with Deshaun Jackson we got Dalton Holland with Deshaun Jackson the correct answer is give me a drum roll please Deshaun Jackson. There you go.
2: Can we also oh. talk about how you threw Savraka, uh, the Australian punter, in there?
4: Yeah. What was
0: he, D? Big. I, I a
4: lot just Because oh, <laughs> I thought I thought Deshaun was probably too young then. in nine. I was fucking eight years old then. So, little D, little Decker.
1: Yeah. So you're you're, you're younger than us. It's a you? lot yeah. younger. Yeah, but we're uh,
0: like thirty five. He's like twenty.
4: He's a child. 21, I can go to bars and casinos.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, boys and girls, people listening tonight, thank you for coming out to the show. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some turkey. Enjoy some pie. Enjoy and some And rotisserie potatoes. chicken. Rotisserie chicken. And rotisserie yeah. chicken and ham. And also enjoy some great football games. Without further ado, Don, yeah. do you have anything else?
0: No. Um. Other than that, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like Jack said, make sure if you guys can to please share the podcast. And uh, stay tuned for some collaboration this weekend. If you're not doing anything, come tailgate with us and be in our. <laughs> it's hitting. Be in our Bird Gang Vodka commercial that we're filming this weekend uh, at the Eagles Bills tailgate, which could possibly be the craziest tailgate
1: in a long time. Right. Go ahead, oh, Jackson. Take it away. Up. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Hey Josh, I know you're in Florida right now. It's an outro, not an intro. (laughs) Motherfucking outro.